1: Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f we want.
2: Folks, welcome back. Welcome to Kinja's Movement in the Shadows. This is our season finale season two recap episode in this episode we just run down the the guests that we've had some of the takeaways that we've have been impacted by key moments that we experienced and some stuff that we're just looking forward to in
1: season three this is a really fun one chad joins us in this one yeah, this is such a, a beautiful and important pod uh, for everybody who's listening. This one is dedicated specifically to the true fans, the ones who actually listen every week, meeting our new guests, yep. hearing new insights, listening to new stories, learning new lessons. If you've been a, a continuous and long-standing follower of the podcast journey, this one is for you and i feel like season two changed our lives yep so we finally got a chance to sit down and talk about what the heck happened <laughs> and even talking about it changes my life further so mm-hmm. dedicated to the, all the fans who listen to all of our this pods for y'all.
0: this one's for y'all yep. and then hey this is your non-host chad i just encourage you to <laughs> grab a drink alcoholic or not and help us celebrate this we're celebrating great thing that's just celebrate live. life that's it let's get it let's do it
2: folks welcome or welcome back to kinja's movement in the shadows we are your hosts ben and anthony so welcome to the season finale of season two of movement in the shadows it has been an incredible season we've had really really dope guests Amazing conversations, lots of laughs, lots of gems, inspos for days. This episode, we just wanted to recap. We wanted to just touch base on all the amazing episodes from this season, do some reflections, some takeaways, and uh, we got Chad joining us in this one. Yes, we, guys, we couldn't yeah. do this hey, without Chad, man. He's doing sure it. Look, look at it right now. He's controlling <laughs> it and talking hey, at the same right. time. You know, a live Just a janky edits. setup for
0: the for the YouTube years. Yes. <laughs> well, th-
2: this incredible room that has served us very well for 30 episodes. 30 episodes. 30 episodes. episodes. Let's talk about it from the beginnings of this. We set this thing up made the vibe here feel very gentleman cigar whiskey lounge vibes
1: and uh people have come through and just hung out with us you know that's of, what season two has always been about you know we we grew up a little bit more we did you know there's always room to grow but since season one where we were in life what we experienced in life and you could recap almost all of this in the mike song episode yeah that first comeback yeah. to season two where we're just different people in a different place, trying to kind of still do the same thing and the same dream, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm looking back at the past episodes and just looking at
2: the lineup of our guests, like we've had an array of just incredible people from all different walks of life. Every episode's amazing, but there's always something in every episode that always I feel Always a like, good takeaway, Yeah, and some, something that I wasn't expecting always happens, mm. right? And, and uh, stories go deep. Lots of laughs shared. I mean, let's let's get into some of it. I mean, you know, what are some of the? I guess I don't know standout moments for both of you guys. Like I got a can, list. I got a list of yeah, little prompts
1: I, that we can go down. Yeah, let's start with funniest pod. Funniest. Ooh, pod, that one's yeah. tough,
2: man. We've had a lot of really funny ones, dude. The Quest Crew one. Oh yeah, just that's the undoubted. best time. Undoubted. We were even like low key joking that that all that. Could be a show in and of itself with Quest Crew, or that we could do a multiple series thing on that one. Like, we unpacked so much of our not even ABDC experience that we were talking about from like room, like roommate <laughs> stories to just it was so much fun and it, it got pretty raw. There were some people that were like. Just seeing their uh, interaction with Dietrich's and now they like mm-hmm. kicked him out of the crew. <laughs> like, we talked and he kept about And you get
1: the real, too. Why'd you get kicked out? Ego, oh, shit. yeah, yeah. Ah, hella real.
2: And it was so cool to, yeah, have a conversation with homies. And I think that's also the thing, too, that we learned in this is that a lot of times you'll only have certain types of conversations when it's a thing like a podcast, where it's like mm-hmm. that's what we do on these things, so you don't really go deep with even your close homies unless it's the right platform to yeah, just like yeah you need the format you need the the yeah. reason
1: you know yeah well unless chad's
0: got a, a I, yeah one in quest. The oh, quest quest episode, for sure yeah
1: for sure i was cracking up the whole that time one, yeah, yeah the that quest one episode
0: it. almost felt like it was their show yes <laughs> hey yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. slow your roll let's <laughs> <laughs> not let not get ahead of ourselves here. hey editor edit that out <laughs> thanks chad um, most therapeutic let's yeah, jump into it okay. mm-hmm.
2: well you go you go take that
1: well you, you set it up for me did right I there. tee it There's up a nice okay little, nice little tee up definitely definitely that Poriotics episode I know it wasn't just for me I know that mm-hmm. wasn't just oh yeah for that's true for There's sure
2: in the comments too we had some interesting comments
1: in the oh videos yeah there. And, that was, and that was a recent episode we just shot too mm-hmm. but uh, same thing right like um, obviously we bring guests on the show mm-hmm. and it's like kind of Kind of more or less about the guests. I say kind of because it's supposed to be a conversation. Not supposed to be like Mm -hmm. just an interview, right? And I knew, I knew, having Poriya on here was gonna be there's depth. There's you got we got time. We put time and energy Mm -hmm. and like a lot of our lives into that you know entire journey, that story, that experience, or for some of us just the chapter of life, whatever (laughs) the fuck it is, you know what I mean. But there was so much, and you know, even like you just said, like until you have the format of something like a long you know conversation in podcast form like you you're not going to have that type of topic come up you're not going to just sit there mm-hmm. and and you know of semi sober mind bring up these these deep rooted semi sober mind that's a great way to put it right? yeah. semi sober <laughs> That's true so as much as it was unique and refreshing and fresh in general for even like Chad and Charlie to sit down and recap something that was something's been consistently been so huge for y'all I, too, was, you know, just these memories and the experiences and all these times suddenly started, like, coming back to me, like, wait a minute, I did this shit, too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. not as close <laughs> at all to what they did. But, you know, just just knowing that, like, and validating that it happened, mm-hmm. just acknowledging in the interwebs, in the yep. wide beyond. True. That it fucking happened was, in and it of itself, something that was, like, you know, just... Heart
0: opening for myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those stories where it's just like some people only know it and it gets lost in time, but it's actually out there now. And people mm-hmm. know what happened for that have tuned in. And it's like just bringing out stuff that people didn't even know happened. And, and so that makes crazy. it
1: real. Right. right. It's true. Yeah.
2: Now we're unpacking the episode Ooh. that you were on. <laughs> so how was that episode for you, like in reflection?
0: I mean, the episode was really fun, just coming from the other side of the room to this side of the room. Cause I feel like normally I'm just like semi spectator and it's cool just being like in the audience just like witnessing everything happen. But like being in the seat, is really cool. Just like engaging and then like talking to you guys and seeing like reactions happen mm. as you're speaking. And I feel like we especially got that out of Charlie guy on that episode. Yeah. Cause talking right. about like therapeutic, it was like stuff was brought back from the past that like we just forgot about as people and human beings. Cause it was so long ago, you know? Yeah. I remember Charlie even <laughs> saying how he felt that
2: he was finally ready to talk about certain yeah. things. In That's the what I was about to
1: say. I bet you like a year ago, yeah. Charlie wouldn't have been able to have right. those conversations. Mm-hmm. Right. And just like yeah. where we're at and just who we are as people now, it opens that ability for us to just be real, you know. Mm-hmm. And we actually got messages from Ken. That's true, yeah. Right, right? Yeah. shortly after. And even him just being able to reach out and be like, yo, this was therapeutic for mm-hmm. me he shed some tears while listening to the episode Whoa. and just like, you know, it, it made something that he, he, he literally said this and he posted about it too. Mm-hmm. in his stories, true, yeah. and talked about like something that was so in one sense, you know, through some of the experiences weighted heavy and painful, mm-hmm. like it was easier to almost like compartmentalize some of those memories and push them away and suppress them to get past it, to be able to move and grow past it faster. But being able to sit here, and and years later, just flesh out a lot of what happened was able to even for him remind him of uh, not just the the hard parts, the hardships of the journey, but the journey in general that also came with an abundance of like phenomenal stories and, and successes and lifelong mm-hmm. memories and mm-hmm. relationships. You know, so he was able to even unpack by listening to that. And that was crazy to be able to same thing after and outside of the pod still mm-hmm. have the effects of it mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. the, and the therapy of it transcend. Yeah. I mean, we talk about inspiring. Like when we brought Sean Liu onto the mm-hmm. earlier part of the pod at that time frame, he was just shooting the first season of the Fox show he's on, The Cleaning Lady. Yeah. Here. And right now, at the at the tail end, while we're filming the last episode of season two, he's back in New Mexico and he's filming season two. Wow, that's wild! Like, isn't that's that crazy? Yeah. Like yeah. talking about like where he was at his journey, what he was trying to manifest with his goals and we all know Sean thinks it and wills it. It will be so times Mm -hmm. 10. Like the voice is amazing. Right. (laughs) But to really live and, and, you know, see and witness and know that that's happening. And then just be like, there's, there's no greater like, Hey, you go, man. Like Mm -hmm. you're doing it. Everything you want to do, you're doing it. And then some, Mm -hmm. and, and, and still doing it. And it's like, that's the power of, you know energy and, and putting putting that manifestation power into the universe like being able to witness it yeah and for us too right like having the podcast as a vehicle to take one step outside of what's actually happening to be able to look at what's happening and talk about it to be mm-hmm. able to put into words and to, and to peel back the layers and evolve that experience like watching his successes is nothing short of inspiring i mean i you know until we start doing season three, you know, what I mean? that, that'll be the same thing uh, when it's like we know that what we're doing here is powerful, is mm-hmm. impactful, is helping somebody out there and, and, and its purpose for us to keep going. You yeah. know, you know, I, I was reading some of the uh,
2: like the comments or the reviews that were left on the pod, something that I guess. Well, it's it's been one of the the goals. We wanted this podcast to be more than just a dance podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Where we just talk about dance with dancers. And sure, of course, that's our world. And, you know, we're going to be most knowledgeable, you know, in that field. But for people to acknowledge that this goes beyond just dance, we're talking life, we're talking mindset, we're talking uh, struggle, we're talking, you know, business, like, you know, so many different things. people that we bring on that have so much knowledge in in all kinds of areas and I think that that itself to me was something that um, made me just encouraged and just it, it kind of fueled me to just be like we are doing something right and we're we're feeding a a larger purpose than just talking about dance not to say that there's anything mm-hmm. wrong if we were just talking about dance but I think that's something that I it just really occurred to me that like this is bigger than
0: that. That would get so
1: boring. Imagine we had to talk about dance (laughs) every episode. I wouldn't listen to that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can only talk about waves and tuts so
1: much. All right, what's next on the prompts? All right, here we go. Mm -hmm. Somebody you met through
0: this season of the pod that Mm. you didn't know before that you're grateful to have met. Ooh, someone I met? Because I wouldn't say someone that I just met here, but I feel like someone that like, I've seen in passing, you but got then we got to, know. to, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, to unpack. Yeah. Um that's I would, like everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved listening to Amber's Amber Lewis mm-hmm. pod. Uh mainly out Amber. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like I'd always see her in passing at complex and always like work out together and it's like, hey, what's up? See your dogs and stuff like that. But then like coming uh her coming in here and then talking about like fact of like overworking kind mm-hmm. of stuff and then like the power of saying like no to things and stuff like that. At that point in time, I was just like, yeah, this resonates with me a lot. Because I was just like doing a lot of stuff in life back then. Right. Still are, but we all are. So I was just like, wow, this one, I vibe with this one a lot. Yeah, Amber's yeah. a real one. What about you?
2: I'm going to have to give it to the Bart Geo Gio one, man. I think, again, it's just, it, you know, I, I consume the content. I, I, I follow on social media. Front facing, you get, you know, the performance and not to say performance as if it was fake but you get like the the Mm -hmm. content output um but i think just hearing the real raw truth of who they are as individuals even the stuff that they've struggled you know with and stuff that they've worked through for a couple who's very you know sort of like out there it's true it, it not everybody is gonna feel comfortable with like revealing that level of vulnerability and i mean talk about real ones man they're as real as it
1: comes, you know, and I, I really appreciated that. Um, I think for me, somebody that I didn't really know, but really was just such a a pleasant, pleasant experience for me was actually Kevin mm, Yep. I think also mm-hmm. just knowing that he was like the one, you know, dude that we couldn't get uh, because of some scheduling stuff. So we had to Zoom with him. So right. I was already like, man, I hope I can feel authentic connection mm-hmm. because, you know, everything's so two-dimensional two and just like through the screen i hope the internet's good you know we ran into some issues exactly. with that um but yeah i didn't know i was gonna be so inspired straight up mm-hmm. like Me i too. know what he's done i know <laughs> what he does i know what he's still doing uh i know i'm a fan of it i know i've been a fan of everything he's been a part of i i know the things he's been a part of but to just hear it in sequence mm. you know what i mean and then You know what it also felt like. It felt like, especially because you know he's like slightly older than us too, um, and a professional dancer turned like storytelling director. You know what I mean? Having to take his own steps, uh, redefining himself. You know, and taking the risk to do things the way he thought outside of his own box, and then that bringing upon the opportunities that would be authentic to his actual nature as a creative. You know what I mean? And that transition from being a pro dancer, and like the way he even was like, "Oh, there's this camera. I'm gonna start recording stuff on tour." Hmm. And then suddenly, like one thing led to another. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it felt like his story, his journey, is like one step ahead of uh, at least I must be personally just like right in front of like where like I didn't know I wanted to step in that mm-hmm. those directions, but I too want to step in similar directions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it's <clears throat> abstract and conceptual or exactly what he's doing, it just it, it it felt like he was just like almost that young who was doing things like one step in front and you're like ah like it can be done yeah mm-hmm. and that inspiration is is so powerful not just the the glory of somebody so untouchably far away but mm-hmm. sometimes it's the people that are like right there that show you from from you know a to b that's it mm-hmm. not even a to mm-hmm. z it's just like the next letter and that gives you this this fire inside you like yo i just got to keep trudging at what i'm doing and the things that i like to do and i feel like that was a huge part of his story mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. i was upstairs passed out on the couch
1: oh yeah that was the <laughs> one episode that chad didn't
0: actually have to be in the room so he was just <laughs> and, he, and he just got his bartending license <laughs> yeah. so he went off yeah normally i make drinks and have these guys test it but they were doing the pod so i was testing drinks myself i'm just looking again just at the the variety of guests.
2: And I don't think we were necessarily trying to be like, yo, we got to talk about representation and inclusion. Mm-hmm. But it just ended up being a lot of guests that um, spoke into that, you know, from like, you know, Morgan Hennessy Shea to like, um, yeah, Alyssa Alan, Navarro, you know, like, just talking about the importance of... Um, Arnell, Arnel, Yeah, like, mm-hmm.
1: all of them. And and obviously, you know, maybe from a very elementary point of view, I can understand that, like, you know, most of these people are still of, you know, representing the Asian excellence category. Mm-hmm. But that being a generic and, you know, overall theme, and, and everybody who's a listener and a follower of the Kinjas and, and who has been following us for, the, like, the last few years and stuff, you know from our very deep core you understand that the even concept of Asian excellence and representing Asians in a certain way wasn't a flag that we chose to bear off top. It wasn't the purpose and the creation for like what we did as Kinjas. It was something that we learned and developed and realized was something necessary to take part in championing. You know what I mean? So so the idea of even representation is is still like, it's still such a powerful and unique experience and an opportunity for us To even be able to bring forth more stories about Mm -hmm. Asian excellence because I still don't think that there's enough of that public knowledge in the world to show people, hey, like, somebody that looks like me, somebody who's been through what I've been through, you know what I mean, is outdoing the thing that I could only dream and imagine. Mm -hmm. And I feel like through the YouTube comments and and interaction engagement that we have on social media, we're still bringing to light new stories for our types of people you know what i mean and of course of course especially you know going into things like season three and continuing to be able to have opportunities (laughs) to to sit down with more people we're going to broaden our Mm -hmm. reach we're going to broaden our stories we're going to broaden the things that we also need to learn as human beings too but i'm really 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 proud of the diversity of asian excellence that we are able to bring and You know sit down and really dive into and ask serious questions about because i was learning and hearing those stories for the first time right and and i we know these people you know what i mean so i can only imagine how many people out there have still yet to be fully exposed to the true range of what our people can do Mm -hmm. I, i feel like
2: so many of um well, our Asian guests have spoken a little bit into that, right? The, mm-hmm. especially like, Asian males, right? Because I think mm. Asian males have had a just, I mean, real talk, just have had a more difficult time getting the the placements that we are now getting, right? Like we talked about, like the the stereotypes of Asian men um, being emasculated, not being able to to carry that like you know uh romantic lead role to being the cool guy um you know and and like we we've had some legends like dante bosco you know um talking about his you know obviously from his role being rufio to you know prince zuko to like obviously now in his new phase of life, like making films and creating opportunities for the next generations. And it's cool to like, just the fact that we have a platform where we can deem these so-called legends or or the folks that have really made an impact for the Asian American, uh, the AAPI community at large, especially in entertainment. And that's what we're talking about things of representation and how, why that's so important. I just was really like humbled and, excited at the fact that like we were able to um and again it wasn't intentional it wasn't like who can we invite that's going to be able to like paint this picture that we have you know already planned it was just like nah these are the people who have really done things to inspire us that you know we know are have inspired an entire generation of people out there but like you know from like the adoptee stories from like Mm -hmm. kevin Kreider, like dan matthews like it was just like whoa like, I, I I don't personally know a lot of even adoptees other than, like, I mean, you know, we have the, our brother JD, um, you know, but, like, just to even understand that there's a whole, like, real, um, yeah, just community of people that just from a variety of different life experiences. I'm like, man, like, a lot of these <laughs> stories were just, like, you know, laid out here, and it's I think it's just really cool to to know that this space afforded that
0: yeah even like going back to dan's story how he was saying they have like a whole festival where like adopted people just yeah like gather i was like whoa that's i never knew about that right right
1: yeah just just being able to even open our our minds our ears our eyes and our hearts to learning about different communities right whether like uh the trans community you Mm -hmm. know through morgan the the adoptee community through dan you know, even Arnell expressing things about, you know, his, how he, his journey to find comfort and coming out and being comfortable with who he is and, and, and the, you know, the LGBTQIA community in general. There were so many broader stories that represent so many yeah. different people that, like, you know, if it wasn't for, like, hey, who are we comfortable bringing into this room? to just chop it up with the ms community with denga yeah, yeah like we, we yeah. would be yeah. you know, we would be less educated people if we yeah. didn't get a chance to sit down with people that were directly involved in those communities yeah, mm-hmm. right? even even the unhoused community right and being able to talk about that with EICs, you mm-hmm. know and, and homemade meals like this podcast gave us this beautiful fortunate opportunity to sit down and dive a little bit deeper to the things that are outside of our own world our own you know small bubble of what we are and who we are as people and just you know made us grow up a little yeah. bit more yeah. and, and that was such a cool and powerful experience you know yeah
0: here's one what's uh a most memorable moment of season two i mean mine would straight up just be like mike posner's episode oh that was just like that's
2: a whole other that was an like, experience talk about that one forever
0: i mean going from like Seeing him on stage at Coachella to like a week later, him being in the same room with him and him telling a story and in story breaking into songs. It's oh, like, yeah. whoa, this is like, what is
2: happening? Yeah, he he really took over that episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he was like, I'm
1: going to drive this car.
0: Yeah, that's still like yeah. the most quietest I've ever seen both of oh, you. Oh, yeah. We had nothing to say. <laughs> that we one, we caters. had a
1: whole prep. Remember when we prep right before and <laughs> we're like, look. Okay, look, obviously, Mike Posner's is impressive, and <laughs> he's done some sick shit, but what we want to do, we prepped ourselves, we were like, we got to have a conversation, all right? We obviously got a super, super dope connect through, you know, a brother Eli, shout out Eli, yeah. shout out Eli. so that's something that we can build a conversation, connect with we don't want to just get lost in like all the greatness he's done, right? <laughs> Next thing you know, we sit down in this pod with him, and he just starts talking, Everything we had just talked about is just <laughs> out delete the door. All these are just yeah. jaw-dropped, like yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I said six words that whole episode. <laughs> that was so yeah.
2: crazy. I mean, I you know, obviously I did some research on the guy, yeah. you know, before he got here. So I'm like, okay, I know he summited Everest, he walked across America and all that. Like that's already pretty impressive in my head. Mm-hmm. But then hearing him actually yeah. talk about it and like give us the details. That's what it is. I mean, there I think what I Like learned about the dude, like there was like almost a superhuman element to the guy, and Mm. but I also was like, "But you're so humble about it. Like (laughs) you do some crazy stuff, but like you act, you you talk as if it's like, yeah. But you know, what's up, guys? Let's hang out. Yeah. Like I just was, yeah. I I that one took a turn where I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed that Mike Posner episode. That
1: probably was the most memorable for me too. Let's roll right into how about this most emotional moment oh, of the season, dude? The
2: Danga episode,
1: yeah,
0: amazing. dude, absolutely. I definitely, yeah, yeah. The Danga
2: so episode, the tears a little bit. You know, um
1: there was that one moment. Mm-hmm. There was that one moment. I remember I know what you're I talking, talking about about, Yeah. I <laughs> And she was talking about, you know, I think it might have been after ABDC or NBC was one of them, where she looks at Michael at Impact, and she's basically telling him, like, you know, he's got his old stuff that he's got to do in this journey, and if he wants to break up with her, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all good so that he can go do his thing. And then he's just like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You're crazy. Yeah. And yo, that shit hit home yeah. so deep. Yep. Like a sharp knife. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I
2: I mean, well, again, shout out to Impact. Um, I hung out with Impact um uh actually like about a month or so ago and then we we actually talked about um that, that time when Dinga came on hmm. and I I just was able to express to him I mean, talk about movement in the shadows, bro. I mean like I had I don't think any of us knew the extent of what he, you know, what his life outside of rehearsal space is like, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, his girlfriend battling MS. And then, you know, I think what Dango was even talking about was like her battle with MS isn't just her battle. It's his battle with yeah. MS, right? Yeah, true. Because of their relationship. And so I just, was, I told him, I was like, bro, I have so much respect for you. I mean, I always have, mm-hmm. but like, and the, <clears throat> the fact that he never, you know, showed that as like a thing that was like a a handicap for him to hey guys you know whatever like he just he did his thing like impacts a man you know what I mean like he do what you gotta do to like take care of your stuff but then you know be there for your girl also just um, yeah and I was just like man I got I got like just a way deeper level of respect for you uh, you know after like having that conversation with Denga so yeah that one was that one was an emotional roller coaster I will say yeah
1: and, and I gotta say the, the Arnell episode also mm, had its pockets. Yeah. You know? Sometimes it takes a long form content experience mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a podcast to, to get that opportunity to say things that you just wouldn't say in casual conversation with somebody that you consider your family. You know, we're as, we're as close as brothers. We've known each other for so long, but until you choose to intentionally sit down and be prompted by conversational material that is like, it's is so so much bigger than even the people involved. you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm. and and to even like as a crew, as an yeah. organization, this mm-hmm. you know, predominantly male organization to even have our moments through the journey where like, you know, we we get to internally have things that make us grow as people, you know, and for Arnell to sit there and talk about you know, him being the only, You know, gay man on the squad and and what that experience was like and and how he chose to view and and participate in the experience but then also even as part of that experience for us to sit here and hear things in ways that we never heard before Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not because we're not perceptive or because we're insensitive but at the same time maybe because we're not perceptive (laughs) and insensitive you know what I'm saying and and we just need to learn more and ask more and listen more and and this pod just gave that space mm, for yeah. all, you know, not just for him to speak, but for us to listen. Yeah. yeah. That, that was sure. such a powerful thing. Uh, how about this? Wildest stories. I mean, I don't want to keep going back to Mike Posner.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think that one takes the cake. Yeah. I mean, like. My guy's literally done things that only people can dream about. You know what I'm saying? Like, they make movies about people who do stuff that he's done. Yeah, freaking. I'm surprised there isn't a Mike.
1: I mean, maybe there is a Mike Posner movie in the, in the works. But, like,
2: I don't know, man. His his story to me was.
1: They got separate Mike Posner movies. There's, like, one for, like, just being an artist. And yeah. There's one for, like, a cross-country walk like a Forrest Gump. <laughs> then there's like summoning mount Everest, like a vertical horizon or some shit i don't even know if that was Everest. but point is there's like climbing shit <laughs> yeah and the thriller dramas he's lived out like 18 yeah. different movies for, for real you know though also uh i thought the dan matthews like
2: oh, his story oh. was crazy mm-hmm. like getting reunited with his biological family and then like finding out you have a twin brother and yeah. then, like he documented the whole thing that's why like You know, I mean, speaking of that, like, episode two, I remember just in real time, he would just kind of, like, nonchalantly, like, yeah, I probably need to go to therapy for that. And, like, but it was just, there was a vulnerability, you know, he took his time in answering a lot of that stuff because I think what I saw in him was just the, yeah, I guess processing stuff and, and, like, you know he talked him talking about like him sort of not being the most empathetic person because of the fact that he might have been an adoptee and i don't know just like i i just hearing him and seeing him process all of that i appreciated that cuz i'm I, i'm always in a position or in a in a place where I'm like you don't have to
1: go there you could yeah. keep it safe for yourself. You know what? And, and we were debriefing about that episode. Yeah. And I think out of all the episodes and all the guests out of season two, um, that particular pod, uh, it was one moment that I had the hardest time figuring out how to ask a simple question. Right. Remember? Yeah. When we were talking about that. And again, you know. For me, I pride myself on, like, that's a part of my job. Like, if I'm going to be a co-host, I <laughs> mm-hmm. should be comfortable, like, asking questions, mm-hmm. diving deeper, and even, like, breaking a little bit of the, the comfort seal mm-hmm. so we can get to some stuff that normally just you wouldn't ask somebody, you know what I mean? Or you wouldn't find yourself in that position. And I thought to myself, well, I was like, this is something I want to know. But I I had no idea how to <laughs> yeah. ask I thought, I mean, is this insensitive? Is this not Right. And it was literally when I was asking about, and again, I'll I'll probably find a hard time putting the words even right now, but I think I phrased it in some sort of way of when he had finally gotten a chance to go over to Korea and meet his biological parents, was there ever a moment where, because again, context in his story, there were two twin brothers, one of them was given up for adoption, one of them was kept. Mm -hmm. And so was there ever a moment where the, You know, the given up for adoption son comes back, the prodigal son returns, Hmm. sees his family where his twin brother is still in connection with his biological parents. Mm -hmm. And do you ever get that moment where you're like, why me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why did you choose to give me away? You know what I mean? Like, and again, that's so that's such a complex thing that i'm i'm wow human emotions <laughs> mm-hmm. but trying to figure out how to even ask that to another human being face mm-hmm. to face in a room eye to eye like that was that was one of the most um just i don't know it, like life was checking me yeah. as i was trying to dive into a topic i i was actually like so Glad that you asked that question though, because I think we yeah. are all thinking it. You know? <laughs> right? yeah. like, I'm like, oh we're all my thinking it. Like in, yeah. in the journey to try and feel empathy, right? right. So many, so many guests. I feel like seventy plus percent of guests, when we ask them in things like the lightning round, where it's like, "What, what can we see more of in the mm-hmm, world?" Mm-hmm. And it's empathy. Mm-hmm. You know? And the answer is empathy. And yep. You sit there and you try your best. You try to rake through your mind and what you've learned and your heart and what you've grown with as a human being you're like i need to empathize and you try Mm -hmm. your best to put yourself in the position of somebody else but the guests that we've had are so incredible in their stories that i'm like i'm I'm struggling to to really get to a true place of empathy because that is so powerful and unique Mm. i do not know how to compute
0: <laughs>
1: what you have gone through, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, that, and specifically Dan's story, yeah. I, I was like, ah, malfunction, malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for real. For real. Let's get to some real debrief <laughs> Okay, as we, as we round out the end of this pod. Mm. Who do we want to bring back Ooh. next season?
2: So this episode was way too short, was Miles Brown. Mm, when yes. we had Miles in... So obviously, you know, Miles, he's out here. This guy is killing it in these streets right now. He's killing the game. And he had to go to school, which is why he had <laughs> yeah, to leave, leave really, right? Yeah. And so mind you, yeah, this guy's a young dude who's still in school. Um, that conversation was so fun. I mean, you know, like unpacking the, you know, the history that we all have with him from... Him being like Baby Boogaloo as a dancer, to then we're talking about finishing the last season of Blackish, mm-hmm. to his production company that he started during COVID. And there's so much that he just dropped on us that we're like, whoa, wait, how do we talk about any of this in a way where we give it its justice? And and then he even like came and like dropped the whole, he brought his like the Kendra's mask that he wore in in yeah. the in, in, for, for blackish. They have a Halloween party. He blew up the spot with us with that one. We're like, yo, dude, we haven't had a chance to unpack any of this. We gotta get you back. Um, so shout out Miles Brown. If you're listening, watching, <laughs> we're hitting you up for season three, best believe. But I think hey, that yo. one was, yeah. I'm like, that one, I'm like, I would love a part two for that. Oh, I have some other ones, but, uh, you know, I'm just going to leave it with
1: mm-hmm. that. Cloud number 1 was probably one of the biggest fanboy pods that we did. For yes, like, yes, absolutely. Like, I didn't even know I was going fanboy like that because we've been working <laughs> with him for years yeah. Now, yeah. You know, and I didn't know that. I remember I was talking to Mike Song uh, just after the pod. Uh, he's like, how's the pod? I was like, bro. <laughs> It was wild. Yeah, He's like, give me one snippet. And I was like, bro, trust me, you're going to want to listen to the whole thing. You're going to enjoy it. He's like, give me me one teaser. And I said, I didn't know we were going to talk about Red Bull BC1. (laughs) And immediately, was like, Just straight up as a fanboy. You know what I'm saying? Just like diving into something, like one of the core reasons why you even cared about this human being in the first Mm -hmm. place and being able to relive something that other people didn't get to dive into mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and him just being able to be like you know i i, I should have thrown in more <laughs> yeah. of my last round yeah like that was crazy what? like that was already yeah. mind-blowing yeah. on levels that like had nothing to do with my current evolution as a human just satisfying something else from mm-hmm. years ago as a fan of dance you know what i mean like that was the levels that we entered with cloud and and but but the thing that i found Imperceivably powerful was I feel like we caught him at a very human transitional moment. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I say that, and and that leads to why I think, you know, with time in between, it would be dope to have him come back Mm -hmm. and see where transition leads because transition is the precursor for growth, right? Like, no matter what, no no matter how painful or how, you know, um, how much of a struggle that transition is. It's leading you literally to your next chapter in life, yes. and I feel like we caught Cloud at, at just the turning of the page. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he said, such a brilliant man, uh, that's capable of seeing things as they are and as they are outside of where you're at, that stuck with me. He was talking about we were talking about defining success, mm-hmm. just like everybody we always ask, like, how do you define success? And he just said it so plainly yet so rightly for like for myself like as a human being how how i needed to hear something that was going to impact me Mm -hmm. and influence me and he talked about how he's like with success is hard because if he goes back to his younger self and he looks forward at everything he's doing right now his younger self would be like oh my god (laughs) hell yeah you did it you made it bro you're successful and yet in the right now all you can see is what you haven't done or the next thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. 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 And I was like, Oh my gosh. That concept of success is, is both the, the crutch and the bane of my own existence of like what I am as a creative and as an artist and as a human. This constant striving to be successful. But if we were to just have the perception to be able to go back. And, and, and revisit our younger state of mind and see what we're doing right now and acknowledge, bro, you're absolutely successful and mm. accept that.
0: That's true, yeah.
1: You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and Cloud, he was sitting there and he's talking about all the things he has yet to do at, while at the same time uh, randomly and nonchalantly describing everything successful that he's already done in some right. way. <laughs> That's true. And it's like, man, life is crazy. <laughs> but at the same time, Somebody I consider a, a genius, and you know, in a different way, totally somebody I could idolize and do idolize in many ways. But to sit there and transition, mm. as if he's got a million more things to do, and I'm yeah. like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. that's incredible in, in its own beautiful disaster. <laughs> as we wrap up this episode, last last question, last prompt, last subject line is biggest takeaways from season two.
2: Expect the unexpected. You know, when we started this thing in 2018 with Charlie and Mike Fowl, shout out Mike and Charlie, we had no idea what we were doing. Like, we we didn't know what the voice of this podcast was and it took shape as we just went and did. And we had no idea, I had no idea that this would be something that I personally found to be like a passion of mine, you know, like, Mm. I'm like, bro, I, I'm a dancer. Like, I don't know what a podcast is, other than like I, I I listened to a few of them. And it was literally Mike and Charlie that challenged me. They're like, Ben, like, like just let's just do this, you know, and and let let's just figure it out as we go. So I think, you know, just taking this as a project, and I love just witnessing it. And not to say that this this happened by chance, but I'm like, I didn't expect anything. I didn't expect any of this to happen, let alone the conversations, the guests that we brought on, tears that were shed, laughs that were shared. Like, I haven't expected any of it. And I guess that's also the beauty of life where you just get to like pursue the thing that makes you happy you know don't worry about the followers don't worry about your audience and what they want and what they expect from you what genuinely makes you happy if you pursue that success always follows that because Mm -hmm. that's where your your greatest energy is going to be put into and i love that oh man
1: um biggest takeaway from this season well i mean you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna answer it as a first-time co-host of the the podcast. Mm. I I feel like there were very basic and yet powerful takeaways for me as a first-time host. And as simple as it is, it's the power of conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, just like we said earlier in this pod, having a long-format conversational platform is so so much more fruitful especially as an older adult because you don't oftentimes offer that space for yourself Mm -hmm. and your peers there we've had guests on this uh, on the season that i've been very close friends with for like over a decade Mm. and i learned something new because we sat down and chose to do a podcast sometimes i i felt the euphoria after a a day of podcasting for the show of like this is the true and greatest element of social media Mm. in definition yeah Yeah. you know what i mean like we're creating content air quotes content and yet the social element not even the just the fans love y'all fans but not (laughs) even just the fans literally how we are sitting in a room and socializing with another human being. And because the cameras are on, because the microphone's on, because the headphones on, because the alcohol's poured, whatever it is, <laughs> we're we're prompted to dive deeper mm-hmm. and ask questions that might seem surface level, but like, hey, if we were to just randomly see each other, you know, at the bar or like at an event, I'm not gonna dive into that question. Right. <clears throat> But here, I'm like, my intention is you as Mm -hmm. a guest, period. All the other outside variables are exactly that, outside variables. But the intention is to dive deep into that human being and their journey and their experiences. And it's like, wow, podcasts are fucking incredible for that reason. Mm -hmm. And I I got that privilege of sitting here for season two. And like I said, whether it was somebody that I didn't know at all and, and ended up finding just enormous amounts of inspiration from to people I thought I knew really, really well. Mm-hmm. And my heart opened up even more than I thought possible. Yeah. Just because we were able to, to have a podcast, yep. yeah. to sit down and just have conversation you know, you you forget, you forget the power of of meeting new people and asking questions and having conversation. Uh, and I feel like that was something that was afforded to me through this experience, through the season.
0: Love it. Damn, that's what's that. Love it. Yeah. And
2: we want to take this time to just show some love to our boy, Glad Chad, <laughs> who we would not have been able to pull any of this off if it wasn't for not only his production skills, but uh, we call him Glad Chad, not just because he's our resident bartender <laughs> that makes everybody glad, but the energy that it brings, the you, you just bring an element to this thing that, again, not just logistically that we wouldn't be able to pull off, but even mm-hmm. energetically, vibe-wise, everything, man. We just want to give you some love, Chad. Shout out, Chad. Mayate.
0: Andrew and
1: Chad, Chad <laughs> Mayate. Yes.
0: I mean, that's the perfect segue to going into what my t- biggest takeaway was for the season. Let's get it. Because my biggest takeaway was going to say from the other side of the perspective of being able to produce a podcast. Mm. You know, So this is my first time being behind the camera, or not behind the camera, I mean of a podcast. And gonna, um, setting it up, coming here all the time, which I freaking love because it's with people that I love. And then setting it up so that we enjoy the company that we have make sure everyone is comfortable and like it's not because you know sometimes it gets jarring when the camera is like there you see like lights and production right so just making sure that like it's cool for everyone and it helps that our place just is anthony's home and it already looks like a this room is our home <laughs> <laughs> dude, you, know? you know don't even come yet, <laughs> you know so that and then just like seeing like what goes into being able to make a whole season two of i mean if you're if i was to look at Episode one, no, episode zero. Mm. I mean, we pulled, we pulled the Game of Thrones where we filmed the whole pilot episode and had to reshoot it. We you, did, you know. So we those did. of you that don't know, shout out Mike Song. Shout out Mike Song. <laughs> two yeah. episodes. Yeah, the first one sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to shoot episode one twice because there was a lot of growing pains and just figuring yeah. stuff out, you yeah. know. So that was my biggest takeaway of like things that we should and shouldn't do, and then like slowly moving forward into the season, like. You can start to see maybe the video quality getting better. Maybe the audio quality getting a little bit better. You know, just trying to make sure that it's a great um, experience for our viewers. You know what I mean? So, there's still room for improvement. So, stay tuned for episode three. No, episode, season three. There you go. But there's just a lot of things that I learned producing something like this. You know what I mean? Because I produce a lot of or filmed and edited a lot of things as far as like videos for Kinjas and stuff like that. But yes, as far as have. this kind of uh, scope, uh, this was very cool. I-, I loved doing this for everybody.
2: <laughs> oh, love it, man. Love it. And speaking of love, man, we, we love you guys, you know, thank you for thank you. everybody for supporting this podcast for tuning in for sharing the episodes. For commenting for leaving ratings writing reviews we still get a ton of like dms and things like that from our older episodes that were from over a year ago so, so there, there's a lot out there guys and speaking of season three we are coming back for a season three shout out to our partners broccoli productions we love Heyo. you guys and for yeah everybody who's curious uh we will be back early next year New guests, new, new guests. stories, new, new
1: emotions, new revelations. All of it. <laughs> so many, so many guests that we wanted even for this season, uh, with the complications of <laughs> scheduling and timing. Mm-hmm. That like we're so freaking excited about for it's next true. season. There's, it's crazy to think of how many people came here to do season two, and there's still this giant list of people yeah, we haven't sure. even tapped into, yeah. that we're we're getting ready for season three. So and. There's some blow-ups in there. <laughs> some blow ups. You know what I mean? There's some blow-ups that we're really excited yeah. to dive into. But yeah, like Ben was saying, couldn't do this without the people supporting. It would be impossible to, with the human vocabulary of English, describe what that feeling is when somebody hits you up and tells you about how a podcast positively affected or inspired them or changed their life. Like... Uh, you know, and, and it's not even just the, the viewers and listeners, sometimes even the guests that come in here and talk about the impact that being able to have fruitful and honest and authentic and genuine conversation, how that played a positive effect and role in their journey, like, this thing uh, has been way more fruitful than I ever thought imaginable. I'm, I'm so happy, I'm so, I'm so thankful and appreciative to be a part of this pod. I think this journey is not just our own. It's everyone's journey. It's everybody who tunes in. It's all the people who left us five star ratings. Yes, which is like we unanimous. Love y'all. We, have, awesome. we have like unanimous five star ratings across love the board y'all. because of the, the select people that chose to encourage and validate us and what we're doing. Whether you fucking believe it's five star or not. The, Leave a five star rating <laughs> because that does something to a human being. In it really does. It yeah. tells it tells those people keep going, keep trying. It might not be perfect. I know mm-hmm. none of us ever expect that we're perfect, but it tells us to keep going, tells us to keep trying, tells us to keep learning. You know what I mean? And and that's that's been the the clear thing about this pod, it's just been more of a learning joyous experience than it was anything else. And I'm just thankful for season two.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. So with that said, ratings and all that, guys, um, that stuff helps us. So keep doing that. Keep dropping those five star ratings. Keep writing us reviews. Mm -hmm. We, We read everything that is written. So we appreciate we read all the comments. Keep tagging us on social media, all of the accounts, uh, Kinja's podcast, mm-hmm. cast with a K, Twitter, IG, Facebook, all of that. Uh, we read it all. I love regramming all that stuff, and I love reading all the DMs, all mm-hmm. that. So keep them coming. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Stay safe out there. Nice. We're going to see you guys very soon, Season 3, Kinja's moving in the Shadows <laughs> coming at you very, very soon. Nice.
0: I'm going to skirt it real quick oh, because you're gonna skirt it. I'm going to skirt skirt, oh, skirt because as every episode that we end for the season we didn't end this episode like we do every episode oh, so I okay. have to ask you guys a question. Oh shoot! All right. Bruce Lee once said Ooh. I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times so I have to ask each of you this question what uh. is your response to that? I have my answer. Oh,
2: I feel that I have mastered the art of connected conversation. Nice. I love that's why this podcast energizes me so much, because the intention that. We put into understanding who our guest is Mm -hmm. and connecting, not only just shouting out their resume and like you know, the, the the accolades and all the, the impressive stuff, but like learning who the person is. Mm. And that is something that I am very passionate about. And I will say, I feel that I have mastered the art of connected
1: conversation. I nice. I love that. That is what's up. I love that. I think something that I have put a lot of time into, both consciously and subconsciously, is the idea of mastering um, connecting my worlds you know I, i'm very proud and happy of the moments that we brought on somebody here that like i was meeting for the first time and i was willing to just be like hey you know coming to my house i don't know anything mm-hmm. about you and who you are but coming to my house and let me sh- let me tell you about who i am as you tell me about who you are but the things i'm more proud of were moments where i brought you know other people into into this house into this space that haven't been in this space before you know whether it was like barton geo you know mm-hmm. that ended up becoming one of your favorite pods mm-hmm. to you know to getting jackson in here mm-hmm. i felt like that took years of, of genuine relationship building to to having like sonia and ray ray from yeah. like EX and homemade meals to be able to sit in the same room and like I'm I'm sitting here in just awe of, like, one of my closest friends, Sonia, and and all the service that she gives to her community and the four or five different organizations that Mm -hmm. she dedicates herself, you know, selflessly. But then as a friend who was a friend outside of before I was even a part of creating Kinjas to her doing everything like that and sit there and be able to be like, whoa, like, worlds are connecting and I get to, no matter how grandiose and, and what famous people we might be able to bring into this pod, I'm still sitting here with people that have changed me and my life for who I am and bringing parts of my world together. And that's not even just in the pod, you guys know me, You know you guys are like silently nodding yourselves, but <laughs> I just love taking things about my world mm. and then just, if I love it and if it made me better, connecting with other things that made me better in my world, making my world both a little bit bigger and a little bit smaller at the same time. Ooh, damn. And I just That's love, bar. you know, like, bar. like, poriotics <laughs> joining Kinjas, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the guys that went from that crew and joined in, it's like just making my world a little bit smaller at the same time, as the world's growing and, and allowing myself to let the world get a little bit bigger. I just love bringing that and connecting my worlds, you know? And um that just makes me a better human. Love it. That's co sign that. Man, there co-sign it is, that.
2: Know? Chad, you're not getting away with that answer to this question now that Wait, now that you prompted us. I already answered
0: this question though. Did you? Yeah, like oh, three episodes last... ago. Oh, yeah,
2: that's right. Go back to that episode <laughs> if you didn't hear it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I would I would never practice one kick. 10,000 times I practice three different kicks 3,000 wow. that's such a so chat I love it.
2: for real though guys we're, we're just having a good time tonight yes, we are. we're, we're we celebrating are. and um, we'll see you guys very very soon we love you guys here's a bang kids